Welcome back to DQP Does Drafted Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we don't hit our friends in the knee. We just don't do it. Who would do that? Who would do that to a friend? With me is my co-host, Russell. I can't say I've never hit my friend in the knee, but I've definitely never ruined their entire career. That's fair. We also have Dave. I've been working counterterrorism for many years. <laughs> hey, it's Dave. We have a special guest, Clayton. Hello, everyone. This Barbie will do anything to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This week, we are concluding our summer of sports with I, Tanya from 2017, rated R, an hour and 59 minutes. Coming in a whole 10 minutes shorter than like four of the other sports movies that we've done. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing that I usually do because this movie is all over the place. It is all over the place. So much happens. So much happens. Uh, but it is a uh, an examination of what happened in the 90s. Between uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan and the conspiracy uh, of uh, her ex-husband, husband, husband, estranged husband, ex-husband, ex-husband and his friend uh, conspiring to uh, get Nancy Kerrigan out of the running so that Tanya could be in the Olympics. Um, It talks about her childhood and her abusive mother who is totally not an abuser but is totally an abuser and how her husband was totally an abuser and how she was an <laughs> abuser and basically how everyone was a piece of shit a lot of abusers but you know what these characters were played in an interesting way, which made for an interesting movie yeah. that I didn't mind was an hour and 59 minutes long. Unlike. And unlike Raging Bull. <laughs> Fascinating. Have any of y'all ever seen this? This? Yeah. No. no. I also had not watched this. Oh, it's your first time. Nice. Mm. Nice. It was also like our first time watching Raging Bull, which is like I have never seen that. Supposed to be one of the greatest movies ever, and is complete trash. Yeah. It does not look like my thing, so I guess I dodged a bullet. It shouldn't be anyone's thing. Yeah, it's not a thing. I don't dodged understand. a raging bullet. Oh. Uh, still mad. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I mean, I'm not like I said. I'm not going to go through everything, but um. That's basically what it goes. It talks about. It also talks about them getting caught and how they got caught. Um, <laughs> they're a bunch Maybe of don't idiots. use a visa next time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even talk about fucking them, like idiots. Fucking Western unioning them money. Yeah. Like yeah. Like oh my god. Do you guys remember this? I know lots of. People. I do a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I, remember, I remember it happening. This. Yeah, I bare. I was really little, but even I and we didn't even have TV and shit, and I knew about this happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember them talking about how fucking stupid they were. Yeah, I don't. It was very hazy. Like I just remember the event. Yeah, and I also don't remember anything about like 
because this talks about a lot about like how how Tanya was like really good, but was kind of shit on by the committee mm-hmm. because yeah. she was like looked at like as white trash. I mean, which I mean, sure she if was the trailer fits, but she was really <laughs> good, right? So like excellent, electrifying to watch. Yeah. Um. So like she was judged unfairly by the judges. And that was kind of like what got her into into this. Like her husband and his idiot friend would have done whatever for any reason because they're just stupid. Yeah. But like her being in the position she was in and stuff like that was kind of because of the judging. And oh, like, yeah. well, I don't know that I never heard anything about any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, the main things I remember from my childhood happening that were just like, I remembered it, but not specific details didn't get to me from that. I remember this. I remember the OJ thing and Princess Diana dying were the yeah, three yeah. things that I remember. It wasn't just until culturally. I was an adult that I actually found out it wasn't Tanya Harding's fault. Yeah. Yeah, that she didn't actually do it. She yeah. was just like... She basically got similar charges to what uh, her ex-husband got. What the fuck is his name? Jeff Galuli. Jeff. Galooly. I'm not worried about Jeff calling him Galuli. Pulled a Galuli. I've never heard that one time in my fucking life. I feel life. like that yeah. probably was a thing, though. Oh, yeah. It totally would be now if it happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone would say it for like at least a year. I mean, even so, when this movie came out, this guy that went to the bar that I w- worked at... Uh, Swinford, if you ever happen to hear this, hi. When this movie came up, he was always just like, he was a little bit older and yeah. it's, you know, probably late mid forties or something. He was always like, why, why? He was yeah. like, I saw that shit on TV when it happened. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember that like being played over and over again. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like this, I I talked about it a little bit on uh, the DKP Weekly, but I really, really enjoy Margot Robbie in this. I think Same. it's her best performance, hands down. Yeah. Um, it's pretty great. I like the fourth wall breaking stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. This put is my to first excellent time usage. Loved it. Huh? It's put to excellent usage yeah. in this movie. Because it's basically being, it's like, it. It's a, it's basically starts off as a narration from like a, a documentary perspective and then goes into actually playing it out like a normal movie. But then they like break the fourth wall because they're telling the story. Did you happen to write down the quote of like how the movie opens the, uh, like how it described its true story? Oh no. Oh, let me see if I did. Hold on. <laughs> let me see. My notes for this were all over the place. Unlike my usual organized things. Oh yeah. Based on irony, free, Wildly contradictory, totally true interviews with Tanya Harding and Guff Galuli. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Hilarious. I love it. If I'm going to talk about trashy Tanya, though, do you have any alcohol? <laughs> yeah. We have, we have lots. Here you go. Perfect. Tanya, to the redneck and all of us, here's some whiskey. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I I didn't know we were allowed to do that on the show. I mean, you have to drive home, so yeah, you're right. Fuck. I used to drink on the show 
But oh, I can't get drunk during a podcast. I did it one time. Never again. <laughs> Such a shit show. Just one I can, shot. I can smoke all I want before an episode. Alcohol, no. Yeah. Went out for Margs with Mitchell and then had to go record. <laughs> when I say it was bad, it, it was bad. <laughs> not my finest work. Do not recommend. Yeah. Went drunk a few times. Uh, but uh, it's probably yeah. better than how these people treated each other. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they, how, sure. how they allegedly treated allegedly. each other. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, they both allege that they both like beat the shit out of each other. So, <laughs> but, like, but no. she definitely never shot a gun at him, <laughs> but he did her. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, this movie, dude, that scene, we're going to be all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> but I know that fucking scene where he shows up with the gun, like her performance in that moment, like was absolutely like captivating and, so fucking good in that and just that one particular scene like I, I loved her in the whole movie but that scene like uh yeah russell you can <laughs> verify this watching i tanya really shortly after watching barbie mm-hmm. is the funniest experience it really shows the range in which she can play characters I think she's great. Yeah. Even if the movies aren't always great, I think she always is fantastic. I think Itania is by far her best performance. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I would say like, cause it's like, like not to like douse her other performances, but there's so much, there's so much evolution. Well, not even evolution. I wouldn't even say character growth, but like just the way this character navigates, it's the, the way the character of Tanya navigates her life throughout this movie and the way Margot portrays that is just phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Sebastian Stan in it, too. I fucking love Sebastian Stan. He yeah. picks the most fascinating roles. Yeah. I thought I it was interesting. His best friend wrote the movie. The movie's written by Steve Rogers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn I was it, trying Russell. to think. I'm like, man, I know it was directed by Craig Gillespie, but who the fuck wrote it? <laughs> Perfect. There's a Marvel a, thing. a plus joke. Good job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, Sebastian Stan does a great job in this. I hated him pretty much the entire time. Yep. <laughs> well, I liked him at the beginning and then. And then, he, like, the first time he hits you, you're like, God damn it. Yeah. So much domestic well, violence. The second yeah. time. First one's free. Uh, no, that's. This I'm is the kidding. second movie in a row <laughs> I've had to joke. talk about people beating up their bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the last one I did on my podcast. What'd you Harry do? Connick's uh, Bug from 2007. Oh, okay. Great. William Friedkin movie with Ashley Judd and Michael Shannon. So you said that earlier and I have actively for the last 15 years of my life said that that is the worst movie I have ever seen. It got an F cinema score. It was also, it might've been, it was marketed as a very different film than what is. Uh, my co-host saw it in theaters. I did not. I saw it right yeah. after and I really liked the movie that it was. He hated it and yeah. had not seen it until we watched it for the podcast and actually gave it five stars. Uh, yeah, our, our guest had seen it in theaters and loved it and hadn't watched it since then either. And yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw it when it came out in theaters. I went to, the, I went to East side nine to watch it and I was just like, I, I love that you've heard of it. Fucking hate this movie. <laughs> 
It's not a fun. So movie. I might have to rewatch it's it. It's not fun at all. But I mean, those performances and the direction—it's just ugh. Like Ashley Judd's final monologue should be taught in film classes. It is amazing, but it is not for everyone. People hated it. That's interesting. I love that you've seen it, but yeah. yeah. Harry Connick Jr. pops Ashley Judd right in the kisser. And sounds right. And now we got the Winter Soldier punching, you know, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Crossing <laughs> universes. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of like point that out. Would happen. Yeah. No one get but the um Sebastian Stan's uh best friend, the, yeah. the big fat dude. Uh-huh. He's in I think you should leave. And the whole time, I'm just like, man, he can just never say his lines faster than Jamie Taco. And Mike is the only one to laugh at that if he listens to this. Wow. I think you should leave. I think you should leave. All right, fine. Later, dude. That's terrible. Dave, don't leave. What What if, will you stay if I get a zip line? I am only here for the zip line. I'm going to leave. Two of them. <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> Paul Walter Hauser is amazing there was a show that basically nobody saw on the audience network uh, about a mma gym called kingdom and he was in that playing a special needs character and was amazing and his name was keith and it only ran for three seasons i believe and if i could get one more season of any show it'd be that it was so consistently excellent but he is just forever to me keith and that is the name of sebastian stan's best friend in the movie Yes. Okay. No, his name in the movie, I, I can't remember. Well, it. He's no, just always, that's, he's. That's the actor. Paul Walter Hauser, yes. Okay. okay. But to me, he's always just Keith. I literally cannot, I couldn't. Sean? Sean, Sean? Yeah. Sean, I think it's Sean. It is Sean. Uh, Allison Janey plays her mom, Lavana. Uh, she's a really great villain. Yeah, she's great being a cunt. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated Didn't her. Did she win an Oscar for that? I don't know. I think she did. She Maybe should have. We'll see it I in the know trivia. It was, I know it was nominated, but I can't remember if it won. I think she, it did. She felt like everyone's white trash mom or aunt. Oh, terrifying. <laughs> she does remind me of my aunt. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> I didn't swear, you cunt. It's great. <laughs> great. Yeah, she. her performance was fantastic as well. Great, great supporting role. Uh... I yeah, I fucking hated her. But like in the best way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, a character you're supposed to hate. Yeah. But it's also like amusing sometimes. Like yeah. she's kind of funny. Yeah. I think she's so funny. I'm yeah. dark though, so um and a little bird. Jesus Christ. Dude, that's that's fucking bird. <laughs> like I she can birds. hit her I daughter for being so annoying, but she can't punch the bird for pecking at her ear. No. No. All right, I'm going to talk about something that I don't like. Okay. Uh, There's not a lot of special effects in this movie. No, there's not. Um, But one of the things that, like, fucked me up was in every skating scene where they couldn't just, like, have have Margot, like, kind of standing there or just, like, gently spinning or something Mm -hmm. when she was doing anything and they were, like, pulling in tight. Yeah, they did not like put her face in the right place. (laughs) It's very 
upsetting. It's uncanny. It's very uncanny valley. Like if you just look at it, it's like, it shouldn't be weird, but it just feels off. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. What were they going to do? I mean, I mean, they could have done it better. (laughs) That's what they could have done. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, I feel like it wasn't a huge budget and that type of thing is complicated. And I mean, anybody that could do that stuff is going to be training for Olympics. Shoot around it. I mean, Zoom you out. Get, you gotta show it. Yeah. But uh there's also one where uh there's one where like it shouldn't have been a bad shot because she literally like stops at the end of a routine mm. and she's like standing there and looking around and it's like one of the worst green screens I've ever seen. I've only se- I've seen this movie enough times that I don't like notice it anymore, but as soon as you said I have a problem, I'm like, yep, it's the weird CGI work on her and the crowds. Yeah. It just something is off. Yeah. yeah, it does the it does the thing that we complained about in Raging Bull, like I think twice, where it slows her down like mm. in the air, and then and I'm sure this is what you're talking about, like where everything behind her looks super fake. And it has like the camera flash, the camera flashes yeah. as if every member of the audience is a fucking pictures. paparazzi. Yeah, in the nineties, well, like okay, so that used to be a thing. Yeah, if you if you watched like uh, old sporting events, flash photography was a huge thing, and, and they people, knew that she was going to be trying this insane trick yeah. so everybody was ready for it. Yeah, so you that, don't have to have like a pass. You no. could just take a camera in. Nope. Yeah. You don't remember those days, Russell? I don't. I've I've only been to like five or six sporting events. I mean, you can just watch. Like, uh, there's a lot of uh, like old WWE headlines, uh, highlights that are like that, where like something happened and there's just like, it's just like. That makes sense. I guess I just assumed that was, you know, also fake. No. (laughs) (laughs) The crowd is mostly real. Everybody within like 190 or 220 degrees of the hard cam are actually there. <laughs> yep. And then, and then it, the whatever the hard cam can't see, there's nobody there. There's no one there. Uh, but <laughs> we need you guys to all go to the side of the stadium. But literally. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, but they do in wrestling all the time because yeah. I've been to a lot of like big AEW shows and like where the hard cam is, there's no, no one. one on that side. Yeah, there's nobody on that side wonderful yeah um but i mean other sporting events used to be like that too like uh it's really apparent in like wrestling because like they make everything but the ring kind of dark yeah um but like you used to see it in like the nba um and Hmm. in like olympic stuff i guess i never realized that yeah there's a lot of that used to be a huge thing because like you couldn't get a fucking worthwhile picture without flash even if it was like fully lit yeah probably just something i like tuned out like all the uh laugh tracks from 90s sitcoms yeah i mean it's kind of like a trope now you don't really pay attention to it it's a thing that you got used to and then it went away with newer technology so yeah but um yeah that that is part of the the face thing like but there's there's one shot in particular with the bad green screen where she like finishes her routine and stops and is like looking around and there's like a kind of a blurry background behind her yeah and she has 
they like didn't edit her outline correctly. So like her outline is fucked up to the green screen <laughs> and the green screen. So it makes the green screen look horrible. Yeah. And, but there's, I mean, yeah, it's just a lot of like bad CG stuff in like the very few CG scenes that they had. Um, I will say that the boxing in this was better than <laughs> the, the boxing, boxing in, in, Raging in, in Raging Bull. So yes. funny. when I tell wild. you the boxing caught me completely off fucking guard, yeah, I, 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 I knew about it, but I forgot. I don't know that I ever knew she boxed. Yeah, I knew about it. Her win loss record. I had to look it up. Her win loss record was three and three. Yeah, really? Yeah, which yeah. like I mean for an amateur boxer that's like pretty that's good. pretty fucking yeah. good. Yeah, that was not in a like upper body centric physical sport before that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um I really like this movie. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I, I was I, I was, was super really good. good. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. I jumped at the opportunity to talk about this. Yeah. Um, did you have any, did anyone else have any problems? Like any qualms, like little things or I no, not in particular. Um, uh, I, I mostly like, I think it could have been longer cause I did at certain points, like the story feels rushed. I don't, I don't yeah. feel like it was paced like for what they were going for and what they were doing. And it is such a minor critique because like I, I did love the movie, but I do feel like it should have been 20 minutes longer uh, before either. Like, I don't, I don't know the story well enough to know what they should have added, but just like per, certain let's see near the end of the first act and most of the second act or a portion of the second act and all of the third act feels rushed. Yeah. It the seems third like, act does. It yeah, seems like sure. they rush through a few things. So I, I would have liked to have seen them take their time a little bit more. Um, but I also don't think they did that because of how heavy it is, but also the tone of the movie takes away from how heavy it is. So I don't know why they didn't take their time a little more. Yeah, I would have been fine with them fumbling around against the FBI for a little bit longer. Yeah. Because um, that the... third act is like, that third act's probably only like 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And that's not... It feels like it anyway. That's not... The, the second act was, like, the third act's supposed to be, you know, a little bit longer than the second act. But... Yeah, it's kind of so it just like feels kind of rushed, weird pacing. And I didn't like the I didn't like the way they tied it off at the end. I liked the boxing thing, but if they were going to do any of that, all of that should have been a little longer. Yeah, it felt tacked on at the end. Yeah, because it was just like, oh well, how do we end this without ending it on the super down note? I would have watched more of the boxing for sure. This is so funny. I love long movies, despite what I say to the contrary sometimes. But I feel like this movie, I would watch three hours of this. I love this world. The actors are having yeah. a wonderful time. Yeah. Give me all of it. But I feel like the pacing is weird in a way that I can't quite put my finger on. Like, I don't know what I would cut out, but I feel like it's almost a little slow and not in a good way sometimes like I would cut some of this out like some of it I'm like we don't need to see I didn't need to see Tanya boxing that could have been like one of those little title cards when they're telling you it happened to everybody yeah and yeah it could have been 20 minutes longer it could have been 20 minutes shorter yeah either way I feel like would have made it 
Better. more cohesive, you know? Yeah. Like I didn't need to see every step of the idiots going after Nancy. I didn't need to see that much about Chandra's oh. childhood as much as I fucking love all of it. I yeah. got to disagree. I needed to see more. Yeah. I mean, again, I would, I would watch <laughs> a three hour version of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's this fuck? Either uh, way. I just feel like the pacing Cavalli's is weird. character. Yeah. Uh, or Cannaval's character. There's a, he is basically like in the movie to like gloss over some plot points. Right. So like if we had taken him out, or like had him introduce those plot points Again, and then show those plot more, points, or right. just gone completely. Right? Yeah, you could have done but, that you know, either give way. Give me so much more, Bobby Cannavale, because I like him. He's I great. I have feelings about him. I'm sure you do. Um, was he the <laughs> primary journalist? Yeah. Okay. Yes. He, he was full in frontal the, in Boardwalk Empire. Fun fact. So yes, you know, uh, he was in that one episode of. Uh, uh, Fuck! What's the what's Pete's show called? Uh, Do we watch like two episodes of? Uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking fuck. about, but he was also in Bupkis? Nurse Jackie. Bupkiss. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes, there is a show called Bupkiss with uh, good old Pete, who yeah. also needs to call me. <laughs> <laughs> Pete. I want to see what what's uh, what, how he's getting all these Pete Big Dick. Big Dick Pete. Speaking of uh, celebrities that can get it, you know who I had a sex dream about last night? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. You tell us. (laughs) I finally, you know, usually if I have a sex dream, it's about like one of my friends that I have zero sexual feelings for. And I'm just like, oh, why did I dream that? What the fuck just happened? So last night I dreamed that I ate... Timothy Chalamet's tight little booty. <laughs> and it was everything I hoped for, and it was wonderful. And I have never thanked the dream gods so much in my life. Jesus Christ. You're welcome, everyone. Oh, Imagine if I had taken two shots. <laughs> <laughs> I think Timothy would have been in the room then. <laughs> oh, Come on in, Tim. <laughs> oh my god, I would faint. Um, uh, he was stepdad in Ant Ant Man. Oh yeah, he was also. He stepdad. was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, I can't believe you've had a crush on him this long, and it's taken. Yeah, I literally, my sex dream life is horrible. I hate my brain. It's like, <laughs> you the know, only time awkward? I've had it, I've had, had sex a, with this guy. I've had a couple, <laughs> two or three, I've had like three dreams about Josh Hartnett, weirdly enough, in my life. But generally, like, I can be like, focus on this, dream about this person. <laughs> Never. It's like, one time the other day, and I, I told him this, I am not even, I had a sex dream about Mitchell. I woke up and was just like, ugh. But <laughs> I had, that one at least made sense because he was talking to some guy, and so I had seen a picture of himself right before I went to bed. Uh-huh. So I was like, that at least makes sense. But like, I had a dream about my friend James one day, and like, we have zero, like, never. And it was just so weird. I'm like, why? Why would I ever dream that? <laughs> and that's usually how my naughty dreams go. It's just, I wake up and I'm just like, why? I've had those. I had a dream about Marilyn Manson one time. Oh, it was, was awful. It, was it awful. wild though? 
It was really weird. It was <laughs> how many ribs did he have? Okay, so I don't remember that. I don't remember that encounter of my dream, but it was I sometimes before I was on some muscle relaxers have a lot of issues with my back, and so I was sleeping with my he- heating pad a lot. And it's fine. It goes off after a certain amount of time. I'm not going to burn my house down. Don't <laughs> worry. Everyone. Okay, good, good, good. I was mildly but, concerned. So <laughs> I dreamed I had this encounter with Marilyn Manson. I don't know how it went. And I left, but I had forgotten my heating pad in his hotel room. So I had to like awkwardly go back <laughs> to retrieve my heating pad and like get tell his staff what was going on and everything and then leave. And this was literally all in my dream. It was like a sex dream that turned into me retrieving my heating pad awkwardly from <laughs> Marilyn Manson's hotel room. And so, yeah, that's usually how my sex dreams go. So getting to eat Timothy Chalamet's Little Peach was quite a wonderful departure. Anyway, oh, Tanya Harding. such a good clip. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's great. That makes my job easier. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I tell right. you. So I Tanya. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you derailed Shane. <laughs> nah, it's a good. It's it's a good. My movie. mom hits me. I, she loves me. I wanted to defend. <laughs> I had to throw that line out there. I wanted to defend the Uncanny Valley face. Why? Yeah. Because I was probably a part of the audience that didn't notice it. Because they placed everything else in the proper areas on the screen. <laughs> like, I saw this in theaters, and it didn't bother me in theaters. But when I watched it at home, it did bother me a few times. And now it's just one of those things that it's like, yeah. 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 I didn't notice the face. I really do kind of want to see what you're talking about. I got 48 hours to rewind. Yeah. No, I don't. It's on Max. Yeah. yeah, it's on yeah. me. And in my voodoo, which you have my account info, so. No, I don't. Yeah, we I do. Sent fuck it them. To you. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, fuck fuck everyone. all of them. All the password sharing. Do it, guys. Share all the passwords Share with me. All I have passwords. purchased those things, and if I might not own them for forever, I can sh- share them with whoever I like and have little movie parties. So. Damn right. Fuck yeah. Um, all right, we talked about the acting. Yep. Stellar. Uh, pacing. Pacing issues. Kind of hectic. Kind of hectic. Maybe should have been shorter. Maybe should have been longer. Yeah. There's Look a lot the going other. on. That's all we're getting. I like that it was hectic. Uh, yeah. Cinema- hectic boy. Cinematography. Uh, we fine. talked. We talked about the fourth wall breaking. Yeah. And I, they, they did. So not only did they do that so well with the narration switching to the character speaking, but that cinematography of those shots is fucking fantastic yeah. too. Like, is it. done so well. Yeah, I, mean, I, I not really to get technical, it. but cinematography is really just about lighting. You're referring to blocking and filming, which would go to the director and stuff. Well, that's getting technical, though, Clayton. I thought you liked technical, <laughs> Russell. So the technicalities of it. Like, it looks good. Yeah, all of that was done so well, and I fucking love that, because there was so much focus, and there was so much time spent on getting all of those shots and those scenes right. Yeah. And it's like, that's like, that I think is, that's like the, that's the cherry on top. That's the star. That's the Timothy Chalamet booty hole. That's the- <laughs> which I can confirm is <laughs> top tier. Oh my God. That's the, uh, that's like 
that out of the movie is what stood out to me the most was like those the every time they did that i was just like fucking immediately blown away yeah but it's it's so good like those little portions are so good it actually pulled me out of it to like acknowledge that those little portions were so good Mm. you know what i mean yeah so you're thinking about you enjoying the movie instead of just enjoying it yeah just thinking about the work that went into it yeah, yeah, like it it feels like like that had to have been the thing that they spent the most time on throughout the movie. Sure. Cuz it's such a it's such an interesting choice and such a I don't know. I just, and when I just to utilize that. it and not use it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important and I think it they made it flow pretty well. What was your favorite fourth wall break? The shotgun. Yeah, that was pretty good. I did good. not do that. Uh, I think, I think mine was where he, I think he smashes her face into the a, a mirror, and she like turns her head to the side, and the narration cuts, but I don't remember what she says. But the narration turns to her talking. I think that was my favorite fourth wall break. My favorite is when her coach. Diane is teaching her for her comeback. Oh yeah. And she's going through all the things that, you know, Rocky did. And she's yeah. like, she actually did this. Yes. And this. That was good too. And this. Yeah, that was cool. my favorite. Yeah, that was good. She didn't beat the Russian though. She did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys watch figure skating in the Olympics? Absolutely not. I I did when I was a kid. <laughs> I've um, seen it, but not like... Oh, I do. It's like appointment television. Record that shit. I want to see these people defy death and... Yeah. You know, maybe one day we'll get a... Oh God, what's the Will Ferrell movie? Blades of Glory, Blades of Glory. situation. <laughs> Somebody cuts their head off. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, the stuff they do. I don't watch They didn't even get me started in those, like, 15-year-old Russian girls. Like, it is insane. Yeah. Your body shouldn't be able to do this shit. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, uh, I think my sister did gymnastics, so we always watch gymnastics in the summer games. Uh, I don't know who was into figure skating, but we always watched that too. We didn't watch any of the stuff that I wanted to watch. We didn't watch like uh, basketball in the summer games or like hockey. In the winter games, it was always the figure skating and gymnastics and curling. No, how is that a sport? The hell out of curling. <laughs> Nobody oh wanted to watch curling. Stop trying to make curling happen. It's great. I don't get <laughs> it, it. It's great. I mean, maybe if I was drinking and doing it, then I would be into. I feel like it curling. would make me sick. Like getting drunk being, and trying to brush the ice. Like I would that. not it be seems a so frantic. Man. You'd be the thrower? Yeah. The the curler? Hurler? Hurler. I don't know what the fuck the titles of the people are. I had a weird animosity toward the Olympics that carried over into adulthood that really didn't need to. That Why? I'm realizing now. Because it always changed my regularly scheduled programming. Oh, <laughs> really I was always mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I was always like... I liked... I liked... Uh... I liked it later because you would get weird episodes of uh, the late night shows. Yeah. Because like uh, when I watched a lot of it, um, 
during one of the times that I was like, I didn't have a job. I was like living with my parents and it was just like, I would be up until four or five in the morning, every morning. And I would watch like whatever was on TV and like, it would be on in the background. I was like playing video games or surfing the internet and like the Olympics would be on. And then you would have like all the late night shows, but they would be like even later, but they would talk about the Olympics and shit. Yeah. And they would be weird episodes. And yeah. They'd be like shorter too. Yeah. And they'd, uh, like you end up with like one guest, but that guest would get like 20 minutes instead of yeah. five. And yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it was all, it always messed with TV, but like sometimes I hated it. But then like later I liked it because of what it, what it meant for like the late night shows. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The Olympics are weird. Nobody watches the Olympics anymore. I guess you do. I watch the figure skating. That's just the figure about skating. It. It's like, oh, it's 4 a.m. over in Japan or something. I gotta, gotta go uh, watch the Canadians kick ass at some pairs competition. And <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Ah, uh, the luge. Ah, oh, the luge is cool. It looks terrifying. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> fucking bullet down a fucking... Ice slide. What's the sport where you have to like ski and then shoot a gun and then ski and then shoot a gun? What? The um, it's a thing, Russell. Yeah. I can't, it's the decathlon uh, or is decathlon, it? whatever. Yeah, it's one by, of the, it's by, one of the flans. By by athletes. So you like ski to the gun, shoot the gun. Yeah. You like have the gun with you. Yeah, it's like a multi. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, you gotta ski for a while, then shoot guns. And ski some more. So skiing with extra one steps. Of them, uh, yeah. One of them involves like three things, though, I feel like. Really? I don't know. I think I you're just, right. But yeah, it's a... It's the biathlon. It's thing. What's the triathlon? Is that also a skating, a swimming portion? I think that's different. A cycling portion? Is it, uh, isn't one of them like running, bicycling, swimming? Yeah. I don't know. They all that's sound crap. awful. So biathlon... You see me running, you better run too. Is a winter sport (laughs) that combines cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. It's treated as a race with contestants skiing through cross-country trail whose distance is divided into shooting rounds. Oh my god, I can't type. And then a triathlon endurance multi-sport race consisting of swimming, cycling, and running over various different distances. Sounds like a horrible day. Hmm. Yeah, doesn't sound fun. None of those are sitting on my couch eating chips. So, <laughs> nope. not into it. Yeah. It's not mini tacos in front of my TV. I'm not happy. Probably eat chips in the bobsled. <laughs> I would be that guy. <laughs> uh, a decathlon combined event in athletics consisting of 10 track and field events. Oh my God. Yeah. That's How do you keep events. track of which one you're supposed to do next? <laughs> I mean, somebody's in charge of the schedule. <laughs> that I one, mean, I don't think that one isn't like, uh, like a race like the other ones are. It's like separated. So like you do an event, then you do another event mm-hmm. and then everybody does another event. And then like you get points for where you place, I think in the events. Yeah. 
But anyway. I, Tanya. <laughs> I love the <laughs> random little factoids they'd throw out that make you just kind of want to go on a Google spree afterwards. Yeah. Like when Tanya gets married and she's talking about how she was working, you know, all these jobs while she was studying and sh- or practicing and just like, and I did welding. And it's just like, <laughs> was little what? Tanya Harding doing welding and driving a forklift? Yeah. While she was practicing. I mean, had she even gotten a GED at that point? No. I mean, it's just. That's a lot of dedication. Yeah. I, Dude, I like that though. athletes are Fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you aren't uh, sponsored. Like, if you don't have a way to make money that isn't work, like, it's insane to be an athlete. Yeah. Like, especially at, a, like, a high level. Yeah, the only thing I related to her on this entire movie was when she put out a cigarette with her ice skate. I was like, <laughs> I get it. I do love ice skating. I can't do that, but I enjoy it. I've never ice skated. I don't know if you've seen what I look like. Yeah. Would not be a good time. I mean, you could I've like... I've never worn one of those outfits, but I have ice skated in swimming trunks one time when I was at Purdue. They had a one of those little functions. So that was a thing. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was in college. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Skating, I hate skating. I've never ice skated, but I imagine it's pretty similar to... Roller skating? Yeah, I was bad at roller skating, so no, I assume I'd be bad at ice skating. Terrible at that. Whenever I love there roller was, skating. Whenever there was like a roller skating birthday party, I was just like, they have video games, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give me like five bucks and I'll just like go play Rampage, World Tour, or whatever. Turtles. Metal Slug. Played so much Turtles was, with my rollerblades on. Yeah, it was always like Metal Slug, Street Fighter, King of Fighters... Rampage, because they would have the one Neo Geo machine that had like four games on it. Yeah. So it'd be like Rampage, uh, King of Fighters, Metal Slug, and like Samurai Showdown or something. Right. So Shane, what you're saying is we liked this movie too much. Yeah, because we can't talk about it. (laughs) Yep. That's the sign of a good movie. Could you imagine coming in fourth at the Olympics? No, that would suck. <laughs> that would God, suck so bad. Awful. You didn't even get a medal. She, she looks like she stepped in poo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want to go down to the corner? Dave, is that where you're getting at? Uh, I wasn't getting anything. Do you got? <laughs> I, have a, I have a couple Clayton's other. Got a couple more notes. Just gotta, just gotta throw out. Clayton, get it. Great Paul Walter Hauser line reading of I shouldn't even be saying his name, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> and the insult, who cares, you big fat fuck, which is an all time classic. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't recommend fat shaming, but if you're just trolling in a video game, there you go. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome it's for a that. Classic line. Do you guys love when biopics do uh, the whole like real people at the end? That's my favorite thing. Yes. yes. So you can see how accurate it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because this movie is very much one of those like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, it's too crazy. <laughs> yeah. But like. And then those scenes are like. Action, and you're just line like, for line. Ooh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. Do you feel like she was punished too harshly? Yes. Or not harshly enough. Uh, I 
I think the like permanent ban is a little much. So like she knew that they were going to do something, right? So she is like part of a conspiracy and part of a cover up, right? Like she didn't know that they were going to hurt her. They she knew that they were going to call in Supposedly. basically a death threat, right? Suppose allegedly we haven't we haven't heard the conversation with the FBI. We have no idea. Yeah, allegedly yeah. this is one of my favorite things to be like. Do you think like how much do you think she knew? <laughs> yeah, right. So like if if so if if what's portrayed in the movie is correct, right? Which would be she only knew that they were going to mail right. death threats, which is also stupid. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's also the nineties, though. Before you know, yeah, but those guys had to be taken seriously. Called in death threats, and it would have been so much easier because there's payphones in the nineties, <laughs> and they were in another state, and you just be like, "Hey, call this in." Mailing it is a totally different thing that <laughs> that makes it a federal thing. That's why yeah. the FBI were involved. That's true. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> I think her like actual like criminal sentence was probably fair because she didn't go to jail. She had probation, right? Um, but her like being banned permanently i think was a little much i agree i agree as well i think her criminal sentence was fine but banning her from skating for life yeah is just yeah yeah i mean i guess it is kind of looking out for the safety of other skaters everywhere yeah but i mean if you you put the other people you put the other people in jail and she didn't have anything to do with planning it because like you know that right they know that apparently because they have like Basically, and it's like honestly, like planning in the loosest sense because everyone in this story are idiots. Yeah, yeah. And you know, as far as it sounds, like the people that planned it, the two people that were actually like going to benefit weren't part of planning the actual fucked up thing. Right. They were planning. They were involved in the planning or knowing of the like less serious offense. Right. So. I don't know. Like the whole thing is kind of wild and like, you know, banning, branding her for life is, uh, kind of dumb because I mean, banning somebody for five years from Olympics is basically the same as banning them for life. It wasn't just the Olympics though. It was any skating skating official thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but like if they build decks, yeah, decks, she should be a coach. Yeah. Like, yeah, but that's kind of where I was going. Right. It's like, if you ban somebody for life, then they can't like be a part of anything ever again. Right. Yeah. So she can't be a coach or anything like that. And like, I don't think that's necessary. Right. Like she yeah. wasn't a perpetrator. She wasn't. Part I feel of like the if she had busted Nancy's knee herself, that would be kind of extreme to ban her for life. No, I think I disagree with that. I think if yeah. she had done it herself, 100% banned for life, and she should have gone to jail. Prison, because it was federal crime. But yeah. Nancy was fine. I mean, not really. Like she eventually went in and she, she skated in those Olympics. It wasn't even that far after that. Yeah. I mean, trials can be months and months from oh, yeah. Yeah, the actual I games. Would, 
I would say uh, the fair compromise would have been to give her the 18 months everyone else got. Because it's, I mean, she, supposedly she had the same information. And then, so like if she did have the same information, then 18 months jail time like the other two got. And then whatever afterwards, like banning her from the sport is, seems kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't. From how it's portrayed in the movie, she didn't have as much knowledge as Jeff did of the initial planning or of the cover-up. Yeah, right. Because basically, as soon as she knew for sure that they were involved in it, she turned herself in. Yeah, and they also make it like a thing, like that. This is just a thing that people that they do to fuck with each other. Like they say yeah. that they're like this is a common thing. Yeah. But like the people that say that are Jeff and Sean. Oh, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Unreliable AF. And and Sean is the one that called if in the ever, death threat on her. Unreliable, but you can fact check a lot of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I went down some rabbit holes after this came out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, do we want to go down to the corner now? Up to you guys. Let's go down to the corner. Want to skate on down to the corner? Yeah. yeah. I didn't step on any trivia this, trivia this time. You Are didn't. you proud of me? <laughs> the, I made a very conscious effort. Good job. Proud of you. Yeah. What'd you say, Shane? I said the rink doesn't have any corners. That's true. Let's skate on down to the center of the ring. Rink. The rink. What's yep. the uh, what's what's the box called in hockey? Because that's the penalty goal. box. <laughs> yeah, I mean she definitely penalty like, box got a penalty, right? Sure, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> cool, Russell. <laughs> Dave's trivia corner. <laughs> this is Dave's trivia corner. Ice. Well, the point of this corner is for you to say ice. Uni. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, Russell. Ice is in an ice rink. All right. You guys ready for some trivia? Uh Always. All righty. Although Margot Robbie trained extensively for the role, she was not able to perform a triple axle, nor could a skating double be found to do so. As very few women... Women figure skaters are able to perform the jump. Uh, producer Tom Ackerley stated there have been only six women since Tanya Harding who have done the triple axel. Even if there was one who was doing it today, she'd be training for the Olympics and couldn't risk doing it for the film. Uh, the jump was accomplished with a use of visual effects. Yeah. As we know that was, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that was at the risk of sounding sexist. That was very like. Female, 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 female. Is this only a hard move for females? It's hard for anyone, but it's easier for guys to do it just because of muscle structure, I think. Oh, I saw an interesting thing talking about um, just the... Uh, Again, I, like I've watched a lot of figure skating. Guys will do triple axles, oh, yeah. but... They'll, they'll do a lot of different stuff that the girls don't can't yeah. do. Or don't do. Some of them probably can do it, but... I would not put anything past those 15-year-old Russian girls. Yeah. <laughs> all the steroids that they're on, that they're yeah. totally not on. Yeah. 
Um, they're not on, but there's a, there's a difference. I mean, we all know that there's a difference between men and women's hips, but there's a difference in the angle of which your, your legs are connected that makes it so that, um, uh, you women have like a a hard time with like heavier weights and like different resistances because of that angle, which can uh, contribute to like stuff like not being able to get high enough and more enough torque to get something like a triple axle or like if you're doing like weightlifting and stuff. Right. Hmm. Without like injuring yourself. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, neat. Hey, got one. Uh, Allison Janney had seriously trained to become a figure skater throughout her childhood and adolescence. What? That's the mom. Uh, however, when she was 17, she accidentally walked into a sliding glass door and gravely injured her right leg. In 2014, during an interview on Fresh Air, uh, Janney told interview interviewer terry gross that her leg came close to being amputated holy shit i lost like three quarters of my blood i lost an artery and cut tendon i was in the hospital for like seven seven eight weeks missed my first year of college you know and after that of course i didn't really i didn't skate for a very long time not neat but that's disgusting i wish you had told us that yeah sorry that's wild. Now I'm going to be scared of sliding doors forever. Yeah. New phobia unlocked. I didn't know they were that scary. Have you guys ever walked into a sliding door? I don't think Probably so. Screen. Yeah, I've I walked, walked the through door. a screen door. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, actually, I take that back. I feel like I have like not realized it was right behind me and like turned around and walked into one, but yeah. not just like not noticed it was there and yeah. walked into it that dramatically. Yeah, I've never broken one. I've I've yeah. broken a screen door though. I have too. On a sliding door. Uh Allison Janney filmed her Oscar winning role in just eight days. Nice. Oh. She's a pro. Uh also another one of her for her. Uh not being a bird person in particular, Allison Janney had some difficulty adapting to having one perched on her shoulder for so many of her scenes. Jesus. The production had to audition three different birds before settling on one they'd nicknamed Little Man. Uh the least hyperactive of the lot. That's cool. That's neat. Yeah, little man. Yeah. Fucking hate birds. Yeah, they're I, gross. I like a bird. I like a bird. Birds are gross. I like to eat them. I mean, same. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Stan met with Jeff uh, Galuli. Sure. Uh, Two weeks before shooting began to get some perspective. (laughs) I bet the stories he heard. (laughs) 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 Never mind. Uh, Margot Robbie mentioned in an interview that she had met the real Tanya Harding before shooting of this film started. Together, they talked about the difficulties Robbie had with her ice skating training sessions. Uh, Harding was really nice in trying to help her, according to Robbie. Uh, she was worried Robbie would get hurt during training and suggested she could teach her some techniques at the ice skating hall near Harding's home. Unfortunately, Robbie didn't bring her ice skates along to the meeting with Harding, so they never skated together. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, That's not neat. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, I want to go skate with Tanya Harding. 
have it be a fun little factoid to throw around at parties, yeah. you know? I skated with Tanya Harding once. For me, it'd be like, I fell down when Tanya Harding yeah. was nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to prevent damaging her hair, Margot Robbie wore wigs as Tanya Harding. Ironically, the hair team used beer to achieve the crunchy permed look when the regular hair products did not produce the desired result. Yes. She's had that, beer in her hair. That sounds just the right amount of trashy. Yeah. Also smells bad. Yeah. I have a little anecdote. This feels like the right time to share. So... My friend that I mentioned that I did Barbenheimer with from South Bend, her name's Kelleen. Uh, she actually saw Tanya skate at the Detroit U.S. Figure Skating Championships in 1994, around the time this in- <clears throat> the incident happened. And uh, she wanted for Christmas to go see it in person. Her parents agreed, and I guess someone was trying to sell an extra ticket, so she actually got to sit a lot closer, and she said she saw Tanya so close up that she literally saw her split ends when she attempted a triple axle where she was sitting. She under-rotated, so she didn't land it, but she didn't fall. Huh. Yeah. So close, she could see the split ends. That's fucking crazy. That's cool. Yeah. That's neat. That's neat. That's neat. Yeah. Clayton's got one. That's neat. Uh, all right, let's do some of the spoiler trivias. Okay. Uh, when Tanya Harding first saw the film, she particularly liked the suck my dick line. <laughs> uh, she told Margot Robbie that she wished she had actually said that. I bet oh. she did wish that. <laughs> yep. And the last one I have, there's only two of the spoiler ones, apparently. Okay. Uh, this movie is the third film Margot Robbie is featured in, which breaking the fourth wall is prominent concept. Uh, the other two were Wolf of Wall Street uh, and The Big Short. Uh, in this file and The Big Short file film in this film, I said file in this film and The Big Short, her characters Tiny Harding and herself speak to the audience, whereas her character in The Wolf of Wall Street does not. Hmm. That's neat. Yeah, I don't remember them breaking the fourth wall in The Big Short. I don't think I've seen I haven't that. seen the big short. That's good. That's all I have for Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner! Ooh, neat. Ice. <laughs> 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 all right, let's rate it. I'd uh, rate it. I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's a really good movie. Um, I'm docking a couple points for... It could have been shorter. It could have been longer and weird CGI. Otherwise, I think it was really good. Um, and we've talked about it. So, you know, acting, uh, the kind of hectic nature of everything, the story in general is ridiculous and needed to be committed to film in some way. So this is great. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. Russell, uh, I'm going to give it an eight point five. Uh, my only big issue is mostly like the way it's paced. Um, other than that, I, I, I think it's, I think it's pretty good. Pretty fantastic. Uh, I'd say it's probably one of the better biopics I've seen. 
at least that I can think of. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I thought the performances given were fucking phenomenal. Um, that kind of just like blew my mind. And I, I do really appreciate the tone in which the story is told. Um, cause it, it makes it it makes it even more weird and interesting. Yeah. And I feel like they did a good balance between like cuz it's not really supposed to be funny, but it's still like situationally ends up being uh, funny. I mean, it's supposed to be funny. But not like it's not like a comedy. No, but it's very much got a comedic tone to it all. But yeah, but it's not like it's not like not like funny. It's not like funny. It's like funny, haha. Yeah, it's like, not like it's not like bridesmaids. It's this. like <laughs> do what? I was like, yeah, it's not like bridesmaids level of comedy. Well, but that's not even funny. But <laughs> what did I? <laughs> I think bridesmaids is so funny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bridesmaids was okay. Um, you don't have to mollify me about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. My problem with bridesmaids was the editing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It Fair. it's like. So so pain and gain was like made out to be a comedy. And even though it's like the super dark, weird, twisted story. And I feel like the tone of this is a much better way to portray these weird real life stories while also like getting the point across that like this is still like some pretty dark shit. Sure. True. I see I see that Agreed. point. And it yeah. is like you know, what are you gonna do but laugh about it some of the time in it? Yeah. It's like this is ridiculous. We acknowledge that, but it's still fucked up. Yeah, and that's that's more so what I mean. Like it's it's not like like pain and gain was like they took a thing and they made fun of it. Mm. This they took a thing and it's just funny because it's ridiculous. Like they're not making fun. Of, they're making fun of the characters that deserve to be made fun of because they made them dumb. And as we see at the end, it's very true to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But so it's not like, so I, I, I really appreciate the tone in which this was done. In. And that and the fourth wall breaks are my favorite parts of the movie or my favorite things about this movie. Yeah. So I give it 8.5. Dave. I think I'm also gonna give it an eight point five. Okay. I really enjoyed this movie. I didn't know what to expect. Like I didn't really know. I knew of Tanya Harding. Yeah. I knew of the incident, but not that much. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge figure skating guy. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not against it. I just don't. Yeah, they shouldn't do it. They shouldn't do. It. Yeah, I'm yeah, against it. Bad. Don't do it. Um, it's wrong. It's wrong. Unnatural. <laughs> no. Poor ice. Poor ice. <laughs> yeah, no one takes the ice's feeling in consideration when they do that. They're just slicing it up. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's not cool. Think of that poor Zamboni guy's gotta fix that ice. <laughs> this ice thing wasn't supposed to go on this long. <laughs> ice. No, eight and a half. I really enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. Yeah. Okay. Clayton. So shockingly i'm gonna i've always given this uh eight every single time and i i love it it just 
it's not a five star movie for me, but it's no. something when I want to watch some good performances and some this is so crazy, I can't believe it actually happened and AI could definitely never come up with this. Uh <laughs> it's something I like to throw on. It's fun. I also I love figure skating. Yeah. One of my favorite pop cultural moments was shockingly when Timothy Chalamet was at it was either the Oscars <laughs> or Golden Globes. I think it was the Oscars. And he turned around and Margot had brought Tanya with her. Oh shit. And so she was sitting like maybe 10 feet away from Timmy C and like he realized it was her and you know, it was all on camera and he was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> Cause I mean, could you imagine if you look over and fucking Tanya Harding? I mean, yeah, I know how I felt when Shania Twain was at a restaurant the other day. It was just like, what? That's so random. And I mean, if that had been Tanya Harding, I would have been like, what the fuck? Tanya Harding. You Sorry, saw Shania, Shania Twain at a random restaurant. I did. I went to, I was supposed to have a meeting for that, RPG thing uh-huh. I'm starting with my friends and it got rescheduled because trying to juggle, you know, five adults schedules is tough uh-huh. yep. and it was my cousin's birthday. So we went to the old spaghetti factory in Carmel okay. and to have Italian food and our waiter came out and was like, my boss just told me Shania Twain's coming. She had a concert in Noblesville the next night. And he was like, told me Shania Twain's coming. going to be seated in my section. So she sat like six feet away from me Whoa. for dinner. I did not take any pictures because she was very much like incognito. And who wants pictures taken of them while they're eating, yeah, yeah, eating yeah. pasta? Being respectful. But yeah. I did I did say hi to her as I was like on my way to the restroom one time. like, not going to bother you. I just wanted to like say hey. Uh, just because, I mean, <laughs> so fucking random. Shania Twain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was, she, was, much. she was, yeah, somebody did that. Fuck yeah. off. I posted on Facebook that I was like, dude, I just met Shania Twain. <laughs> I was eating dinner and someone put a gif of that music video with that. Don't impress me much. And then it was excellent gift usage. Yeah. Um, Perfect. That's super but, yeah. cool though. Yeah. It, uh, it was a fun little thing to throw out for like two truths and a lie or something. Um, but yeah, this movie, great, great performances. Margot Robbie kills it. Such a fun, true story. Figure skating is great. The ending when it shows you the little bits of real things, just it's great, but it's not, it's not a five. It's a four solid, solid eight, eight out of 10. It's where I'm landing. Yeah. I totally agree. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode where we talked about I, Tanya, uh, and it's also going to finish our summer of sports. Spummer. Fuck you, Shane. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to go into you, August. Russell. And you know what August is for? August is for A24. That works. A24 August. August. 24 August. August is for A24. We'll figure it out. Which we are doing because Clayton has pointed out to us that uh, A24 is has not agreed, a piece of shit. Yeah, not a piece of shit and has agreed to give SAG after a, what they want. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to uh, our first week, we're going to re- talk about X. Uh, we're going to do X, Pearl, Men, and uh, Bo is afraid. So, I'm excited. Stay tuned next month. Dave isn't going to be here for X. We're going to have Mike. Uh, yeah, theoretically, as long as he wants to watch X. Okay. Did you figure out which one you wanted to do, Clayton? Oh man. Well, I would need to see dates because I'm also going on vacation in okay. August. So I will. Be, well, we'll actually, I'm not out. gone on a Wednesday, so it won't matter. Um. 
haven't seen Bo is Afraid. Not give me an excuse, but also I'm like, it's a really a three hour long Ari Aster fucked up movie, and Pearl is something I really love. So I mean, I'll probably go Pearl. I'd love to talk about Pearl again. Okay. Pearl? Yeah. So we're gonna have Clayton on for Pearl. We'll have we'll have Mike on at some point, whether it's next week for X or if it's just me and Russell talking about X. Because Dave is gonna be away at Gen Con. That's true, I'll be at Gen Con. Fuck you. Uh fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> have fun at Gen Con. Yep. I will. I'm excited. I don't this is like my vaca- I haven't had a vacation in a while. Yeah. And it's a vacation like an hour away. But still. Dude, I'm hey, always grumpy. This week because I don't go. I haven't gone in like three years, dude. I'm always grumpy that during that week, so I feel I'm you. Fucking so shitty. So, congratulations. Have fun. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going on vacation August 11th through 15th. I'm going to Denver. Haven't been anywhere since basically I started the podcast. I went. I went to Idaho. I want to say last September, right at the beginning of it. But it's basically been a year, and I fucking. I need a little break. Vacations so. are nice. Yes, very much so. I haven't yeah. had one in a long time. All right. So that's going to do it. Uh, thank you for listening. We're going to have Clayton plug some shit right now. Mm. Got me mid drink. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Server? <laughs> yes. How was your food? <laughs> Great. Um, so, men who like men who like movies. Great podcast. You should go listen to it. It's on Spotify, Apple, pretty much everywhere you find your podcasts. My co-host Sean and I pick a different movie every week to talk about with fun guests such as Russell or people in the podcasting industry or film industry, actors, writers, or just friends that like movies. Good time. And you can find the podcast on the socials, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Blue Sky, just Search the name of the pod, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. You'll find it. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky most of the time at Just Happy to See You. Number two, letter C, letter U, but mostly on Twitter or whatever the fuck Elon decided to call it today. X. Yeah. I refuse. It's Twitter. X. I'll dead name that shit yes. all I want. See how he likes it. Woo. They came back earlier today and told him it was copyright and he couldn't use it. Good. <laughs> From DMX? He said he was going to anyway. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, you can find our shit on all social media by searching DQP, Drafty Quarters, or Drafty Q. Uh, please like, follow, subscribe, hit the bell, give us a five-star rating, whatever the fuck the, that particular app can do. Um, you can find our other podcasts on all your podcast uh, streaming platforms. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Please donate one dollar. One dollar a month. Just and if you one. can't donate, seriously, take a second and rate it. Even if you don't give it a review, yeah. rates help a lot. Yes, they do. It really does. Um, and if we get up to a thousand subscribers, Dave's gonna do some sort of naughty, spicy pictures. I will I'll stick it to it. Yep. I'm still holding out for Tarzan shoot. I'm both horrified and aroused. (laughs) (laughs) That's my life, dog. (laughs) Horrified and aroused. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful time. Bye. Bye. 
there's no such thing as truth. It's bullshit. Everyone has their own truth, and life just does whatever the fuck it wants. 